Hey, this is Justin Janoska from the Automated Revolution, and I need you to start drinking tequila right now and listen to the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today we've got my good buddy, Justin Janoska. Justin is a clinician and the founder of the Autoimmune Revolution, helping women reverse their autoimmune issues through lifestyle changes. He holds a master's in nutrition and specializes in overcoming disease like Hashimoto's, IBD, PCOS, and many more, and has worked with hundreds of women to do what many doctors have told them they couldn't overcome these debilitating diseases. You're not going to want to miss this episode because we're going to dig deep on your health and a lot of the health stuff that you did not learn in college. We're going to talk about what autoimmune is and how to properly understand it and why it's on the rise, the factors that have great, uh, the factors that have the greatest effect on your health and how to heal our bodies, the mind-body connection and how it plays a factor in our physical health, and how to start healing yourself if you have one of these diseases. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. Every week, my team goes through our reviews, and for every new five-star review, we plant a tree to restore the rainforest of Madagascar and provide a child in India one year of e-learning. So if you give us a review, you're giving back too. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching and your host for Shit You Don't Learn in College. And we're back with another great episode. Uh, today, I've got my good buddy, Justin Janoska on. Justin, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, dude. Uh, I was just yeah. joking about, you know, quarantine really caused you to stop working out. Your biceps are really small. <laughs> You find a way. Uh, you, you find it. You're just you're just lifting desks and shit, yeah, like dead tree branches. <laughs> dead yeah. tree branches. Yeah, um, dude. So for for everybody out here who doesn't know who Justin is, I'd love for uh, everybody to get a, a behind the scenes on you. You're you're one of the top health and wellness experts uh, out there, and, and personally one of the people you know when I think of like really being knowledgeable around what it takes to be healthy and and uh, you know. Like that's part of being successful in life mm-hmm. when I think of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how'd you get to this point? Uh, well, there's many paths, but the Reader's Digest version, I would say, is when my mom was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, when I entered graduate school to study nutrition, I kind of just went down a path of exploring autoimmunity and learning more about it because she wasn't getting the help she needed with her yeah. disease, with conventional medicine. And that's a common story that you hear a lot with people. And if you've been down that road with your own illness, you probably already know how that goes. So that's what inspired me to explore more about autoimmunity and how to help people with alternative medicine. 
And then I just created the business, the autoimmune revolution, and we yeah. focus mostly on Hashimoto's, but mostly it's all women's health in general. Yeah. And then that kind of evolved into integrating trauma and um, early adult stress and those sort of things because it they go hand in hand, and I, it's very very prevalent now to have two, yeah. two of those situations coexist and they feed into each other, and it's all part of the mind body medicine thing that I do. And so I spend a lot of my time actually on that. Yeah. And working. And, and a lot of this stemmed yeah. from like wanting to help your mom young age and like seeing that that was not being addressed properly in the world yeah and then i later had insight that that told me that um my own personal story and experiences with relationships and my upbringing had a part of um part of it as well and what made me to do it but it it was so that's kind of something that came later but Yeah. yeah primarily it was my mom yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about that. I think this is this is something. This is absolutely the shit that you don't learn in college, right? It is. Like the, right. the, the like the the health and wellness space, the autoimmune space. Like yeah. autoimmune issues. Autoimmune issues have been growing drastically. Like seems it seems like everybody knows somebody who has uh, you know Hashimoto's or PCOS or lupus or something, mm-hmm. right? And it's just getting worse and worse. Like what's what? Can you tell me why? Like what's going on? Well, we know it's on genes because genes don't change that fast in yeah. 70, 80 years. So yeah. it's definitely the environment. It takes, takes a few hundred <laughs> yeah. thousand, million years yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know the research has kind of pointed that out, that it's, you know, I don't, don't quote me on this, but like 85% lifestyle. And so yeah. genes, you know, um, they, uh, these diseases, they, um, or the risk for them rather, um, they're not predetermined, Yeah. but they, predis- you know, conditions predispose you to yes. getting them. So it's the same with ADHD and autism and bipolar and mental health and illness as well. Um, so I actually speak about that um, and include those con- conditions as well because it definitely applies to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all yeah. these other things that we are seeing a lot. So, so what so, you're saying is they can, you can be predisposed to this stuff yeah. from your genes, mm-hmm. but you know, and I won't quote yeah. you, but I'm going to quote you as saying 85% Roughly, of it yeah. is, is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's the whole idea of like epigenetics. You can switch yes. these flips up, up or off. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the thing I've been really uh, heavily focused on now is how trauma and, and adverse childhood experiences and even intergenerational trauma has a big role in this. And this is what probably is setting the foundation for this stuff because that's where it all begins, right? It's not because we ate gluten last week or McDonald's last month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen that way. It takes many yeah. years for these sort of issues to acquire. The, the, the McDonald's might be the straw that broke the camel's back. It's usually what it is. But there were pounds yeah. of bricks on the camel to begin with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really interested in that dynamic and aspect of health because it gets very much uh, overlooked and unaddressed and underrecognized. And, and so people are really surprised. They don't even realize they have stuff going on in their past um, yeah. because they were so good at numbing it out and repressing, suppressing and, and set, et cetera. So, um, you know, that, that's another thing that's growing too is trauma and stress. And then that feeds easily into the physiology. So I think that's obviously there's more than one thing that creates these illnesses, but that's yeah. a big chunk of the pie that I'm finding. And the research actually points that out. So, so you mentioned trauma and stress and, yeah. and I want to talk about that. What are the other areas that might add to, to this lifestyle issue that create this illness? Yeah. I mean, it's clearly the environment and their agriculture and so agriculture and industrial being part of it. Yeah. Right. And, and the pollutants and the chemicals and the, the obviously the diet, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those things are real for sure. But yeah. I, I think that, and I will say this kindly, but I think the alternative medicine space puts a lot of attention into that and ignores the mental, emotional stuff. Right. And they, they want to attribute like your, you know, your diabetes to arsenic or this new um, right. parasite you got to 
you know, the reason why you have IBS or whatever. I mean, yes, that's part of it, but it's like, or nutrition deficiencies are the reason why you have thyroid yeah. issues. Like, no, it's not that. It's really... It's not going to help. N no, it's not, but it's not the primary driver. Right. And so that's why I'm like trying to be the guy that's saying, shining a light on the other things that really are not getting right. addressed enough. Well, let's, let's yeah. talk about that then. Yeah. I think that's really important because you and I have had this conversation mm -hmm. long before today, right? Yeah. Um, around, you know, basically the, the, like the mind body connection, how your, your psyche, your subconscious, that 95% of your brain, mm -hmm. you know, connects and it runs the rest of your body. So could you explain to me like how, how, like you mentioned, these, these traumas or stressors are, how is that affecting these issues and creating this, this problem? Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it starts off with childhood and, and really even before then in utero. And that's one of the things that we find is that if, if uh, really before you're born, if the mother is going through stress, like my mom yeah. was, and it's something that really uh, catalyzed me to do this work because I was diagnosed, I don't know if you, I don't even know if uh, you know this, but I, I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome when I was seven. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not thing. It's not one of the things they talk about a lot, but I have been more open about it. My brother yeah. and I both were. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, and um, I kind of really ignored it and was like, "Well, I had it, but I don't know why. I don't really care." And really, what I've come to realize is that my mom was stressed throughout throughout her throughout time pregnancy, even before. Yeah, and, and and she had suicidal ideation. This whole thing. She was in a lot of pain, mentally, physically, emotionally, and I know that is probably the reason why I had those issues, which thankfully I'm no longer dealing with and no longer is my brother. But, you know, between her experience um, uh, in utero, right, and and we know that being an element, and then, of course, there's, you know, however her parents, my grandparents were living, how they felt, that could be a factor, of course. But well, um, chemi chemically, else. it makes sense. Like, what she's feeling, what she's going through, yeah. you're going to be absorbing, like, even before you're born. Mm -hmm. Right, like all those hormones, everything that she's going through, like you're going to be yeah. experiencing that mm -hmm. as like before you've even become a full human. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, and, and so that's one element, of course. And then really, it's after you're born. This is probably the more um, the most biggest factor is the interaction and the relationship between the parent and the child. Yeah, and that's where um, if there's some sort of disconnect and developmental trauma, as they call it, relational trauma. Um, you know, the child is not cared for, or loved, and given attention, and yeah. is crying all the time, and then that's an opportunity for kids to have mental health issues, actually, like ADHD and depression, anxiety later in life. They have no idea why. Yeah. And no one really seems to connect that dot, yeah. and they think it's well because you just had a bad day, and like it's not that simple. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, I mean, those are the major areas that I, I talk about is just intergenerational and, and epigenetic changes and then in utero and then the, the relationship when you're born. When you're young, yeah. So, um, that answer the question, I think? Uh, a little bit. So, I think the, the question that I have is like, okay, this is all creating a lot of like mental stuff. How does yeah. that then extend to, uh, let's say, an autoimmune disorder? Oh, right. Sorry. So, yeah. because I should be sorry. That's just... <laughs> so but it's that, okay. I'll forgive you. Go for <laughs> yeah, it. I'll try again next time. <laughs> so that... Yeah. We'll I mean, blame the Tourette's, Justin. Yeah, Don't worry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that that changes the whole um, physiology, right? Yeah. Operating going forward and the whole stress response and you have changes in hormones and your immune system. Um, and, you know, with, with sex hormones and cortisol and this and the, and the other. So... It really, they call it biological embedding, so it really primes the hardwires, the stress response in a certain way to be hyperreactive, hypervigilance, maybe, you know, these sort of yeah. different patterns. 
And then you add in the daily life of stress and the, the pandemic, and that just adds fuel to the fire, but you're also a hyper-responder. And so my argument... And, and social media, Instagram, like yeah. peaking your dopamine and cortisol hits constantly. Right. And then you start freaking out because there's someone, you know, naked in the yard and you, you have a stress <laughs> response. We were... By the way, that didn't, that didn't just come out of nowhere. We were just talking about my interview with, with Ryan Mulvaney a couple episodes back and we had a, a naked man outside of the studio. Yeah. So if you're, if you're interested in closing that loop... Uh, you can go There's listen to the Ryan, Ryan Mulvaney <laughs> interview a couple episodes back. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? You get stimulated with all these different things and you're really sensitive and you're irritated and annoyed about somebody, you know, rear-ending me or tailgating me and yeah. I'm the package in from the UPS guy show up, showed up late or whatever. Right. It's it just, said it would be here between two and four and I have to go to dinner and now right. I can't get it. Right. Yeah. So we do that to ourselves, but that's something that can really um, compound the issue. Yeah. Right. And so... Um, yeah, so this is what changes the whole the whole um, cascade of creates the whole cascade of issues in the body. And then um, you know, one thing I said actually at the beginning of the pandemic was that you know, twenty twenty is really stands for PTSD. D yeah. it's not a disorder, it's a syndrome. It's something yeah. disordered about it. But you know, because of the fact that we're we already have traumas and stressors yeah. in the past, maybe, and then we have this on top of it, and then we're gonna have all these symptoms later in life, back pain and headaches, and migraines, and autoimmunity and infertility. And we're not gonna know why. And like, well, what happened in 2020? How'd you yeah. deal with it? This is an example. So, you know, it's just- so A lot of this is, is stemming from stress, it sounds like. Every disease condition has a component of stress, but whether or not it's physical, biochemical, or mental, emotional, my argument is that probably 95% or more has an emotional, mental. I mean, anybody I've ever worked with, or with cancer for that matter, absolutely has stress and trauma. Yeah. It just doesn't happen any other way. Yeah. Well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so, and you and I have talked about this before, cause obviously we, you know, we do a lot of like psychosomatic work and Maddie, my mm -hmm. wife specializes in, in deep trauma. And we've worked with, we've worked with men and women where, you know, we're, we're going after their trauma from a business standpoint mm -hmm. and we'll find people's Hashi, Hashimoto's symptoms start to lessen as we're yeah. working through their trauma. And I'm like, I'm not pretending to be the expert, right? But I'm like, I, like I'm just doing what people are telling me is, I'm just repeating what people are telling me is going on. Mm -hmm. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Like, how does that, does that correlate? In what way? You like, like overcoming these traumas, can you, can you start to help heal people's Hashimoto's or, yeah. or different autoimmune disorders? Well, let me give you an example of a client of mine I had who had Hashimoto's and she had seen, you know, a dozen doctors, two therapists. And I have, I work with a lot of women who have seen many therapists and yeah. haven't done much for them. And not to say they're all bad or like that, but yeah. there is some sort of issue with it, obviously how they're doing things. And so, um, and, and you know, she wasn't getting very far and I spent literally six months with her working on trying to over, you know, change her perfectionism, being a super mom, super wife, trying to be, trying to control everything. Yeah. And, and these are coping responses to adversity and, yeah. from, you know, being a workaholic, trying to be, um, um, you know, trying it, to, essentially it's coming down to seeking control and approval. Yeah, like exactly, things, exactly, yeah. essentially. But that's that, that seeking and that pursuit of that is very stressful to the body. Um, yeah. just, so we spent a lot of time, half a year doing that. And I knew she had other issues like bot, like infections and I could sense the mold that she was probably dealing with still. But I was like, you know, it's not going to do you any yeah. good if we, if we dive into that without addressing the stress and trauma. Yeah. So we did that. And I, I mean, literally it was like a 90 day difference in terms of her responses to the other interventions that we did. So that was like a big insightful moment for me. 
And I, 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 thankfully she trusts me on that because, you know, up to that What's point. That, it sounds very weird, <laughs> to, to be honest, right? Yeah. It's like, that's really weird to think about that, yeah. like, that's the thing that's going to help me with my symptoms that everybody else is telling me, all the doctors are telling me that I can't heal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's definitely um, all, you, you can completely unburden and, and overcome these things and decondition. It just takes a lot of time and effort. And honestly, if it's a choice. If you're not willing to do it, it doesn't really matter what I give you. And that's yeah. why I'm not a great fit for anyone or not everyone's ever going to get better because if you're not willing to work. step into that, yeah, it's not swallow this, take it, do this protocol. And it's not, it's it. not the easy pill that the doctor will give you. Yeah. you know, like if you're doing, if you're trying to fix what's been going on for decades. <laughs> right. right. So I, I've come to realize that people will only do it if they're really at their wit's end, I think usually, or they're really, really, um, they, they <laughs> care about preventative medicine and they yeah. can care. So, so how, uh, my question to you is how, yeah. like, cause I love what you do and I think it's so important. Um, how, like, how do we get that type of mentality to more people that like this stuff you, you can, you can fix this stuff. What, a, you know, what the traditional doctors are telling you is not necessarily the end all be all. Like mm -hmm. how do we get that out to the world? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I'm, I'm trying to do every day. I think it's hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer exactly. I just, I share a lot of, um, you know, case studies and empirical data I have with my clients and, and what I've done. And honestly, you know, I think it's just like a slow grind and people will eventually see yeah. that, well, what they've been doing for the past 10, 15, 20 years has not worked. And it's a lot of the same thing, just a different color, different yeah. texture. It's just like, here's another protocol, here's another supplement. And, and so, I think, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm the type of person now where I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to force you to do this or say you have to do this and not that. Yeah. There's room for all of it. It's just where you putting your attention, what are you prioritizing? And I think people will eventually come around and see that, you know, this is obviously, um, creating a lot of damage in my life and my quality of life is rapidly diminishing. And then you weave in like sort of the deeper connections that people have with their purpose or if they have one or not, um, and their kids and things that matter to them, what's sacred and valuable to them, and you yeah. integrate the spiritual health stuff. So that's what I try to do and, and get people to see, like, this is more than about you. Yeah. And if you can see that, then maybe there's a bigger incentive to want you to might pursue have some fire. You might have some fire and some drive to really... So I, I kind of go from that angle, not like, everybody sucks, so stop doing that, do this. You know? <laughs> right? You have to have the want. You have to have yeah. the drive, and from there we can start to work on it. Yeah. I love that. Um, so let's say... Let's say you know, let's say I am that person that has, you know, maybe I, maybe I've, you know, been diagnosed with Hashimoto's for 10 mm -hmm. years or something like that, or PCOS or, or ADHD or something that I'm, you know, I'm struggling with. What are, what are maybe a couple of the first things that you would suggest somebody to start to do to, to open themselves up yeah. to this rather than just relying on, on what they've heard from doctors so far? Well, honestly, and that's the thing, if you're going to be open to a different solution, you have to be aware of the truth of the matter and how you got here. So that's the question. How did you get here? What's your story? Yeah. And that's narrative medicine. And if people can see this and a lot of people don't cause they're never po they don't uh, ever have this question presented to them um, or, or supported in exploring their history, mm -hmm. then they, they can start to see like, wow, okay, maybe this is explaining why I'm acting this way. And these behaviors are a result of the story that I told myself and my experiences yeah. and the thoughts and emotions that I've had that were kind of buried and in the psyche. So if people can see this and I, I've, I've had many conversations with people who really, they, they clicks and they're like, wow, I, holy shit, I didn't know that I could, this is what happened. Like you walk yourself through the story to see where, and then that becomes the reason for why they want to do something different. 
Yeah. Because they can, I can show them like, hey, this is actually why you're in this, this predicament. Yeah. But it's all about like your story. What happened since you were born? What happened yeah. to your parents? You know, and uh, and I have these conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was speaking to somebody recently who was a ballet dancer, and she lost her period when you know for many many years. And then she did CrossFit and this that, and the other. And I said, okay, and I can already see why you have this disease and all this, right? Yeah. Like that's not the only thing, but that's what got the ball rolling. Yeah. And then you look at like the, you know, how your parents treated you and, and you're, it's difficult because when you go through trauma, you were so good at um, numbing it out, dissociating, and we lose the ability to remember. That's part of yeah. the, the that's response. a defense. It's a defense mechanism. Like we, so, we want to shove it back and we want to forget yeah. about it. Yeah. So to get people to be like, well, tell me if you're a trauma or not. And they say, no, it's not because they're lying. It's because they actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole other element that we have to help uncover. And that's not really my job to do that, but um, I can assist in that process. But anyway, so the whole idea is exploring their history and seeing how they got here. And, and um, you know, a bi- the biography biology timeline is something I talk about a lot, which is really just trying to drawing it out. Um, you know, your, the major events that you, you can think about in your life that were pretty significant, like you were sexually abused, you had binge eating going on in your life, you went through a divorce, you lost yeah. somebody in your family, um, you were touched inappropriately, you know, you grew up in an alcoholic family, you know, whatever. Yeah. And divorce. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. And and not to say that's traumatic because it's all relative and self-identified, but if you go through an experience, that can, sh- eventually you can sit with it enough and, and sometimes we have the that sort of um, arrival of, of an insight to say, yeah, maybe there's some shame and unworthiness, adequacy and fear or yeah. anger there that I didn't know was there. And I can tell you that happened to me with some things that I didn't know. And I was until you, until shame. you started to explore it, right? And you get support. It's not easy to do it on your own. You really can't. So that's why you need to be guided. But that's yeah. the first step because without that awareness, there's nothing nothing else matters. Yeah, that's right? great. I, and I, I love the way that you put it too, the, the narrative timeline of it all. Um, cause I think about, you know, like Maddie, Maddie struggled with PCOS for many years. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you go back through the timeline, it was like her parents got divorced and then she got, I think she got mono and then yeah. she, they put her on a bunch of antibiotics and she did like, like 10 rounds of antibiotics, of antibiotics in like 18 months or something like mm-hmm. that. And then after that was when, you know, and she, like, it was like that. And then her boyfriend cheated on her and like all of these things like happened within a short timeline and it just like compounded and compounded mm-hmm. and then. Obviously, she struggled with that disease for many years afterwards, right? But it's like you go back and you start to see why, and it's like, okay, like this starts to make a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah, crazy. Exactly. So, so once they're aware, is there anything that they, like anybody can do to to start to work through it, or is it just like sit and pray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just get a crystal ball and just yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so yeah, once you're aware of like the story and the experience, obviously, happened, like by by the way, for like anybody, if you have autoimmune issues, like check out Justin's stuff. Like, you may just want to work with him because like he he can he can do a lot of this stuff very deeply, and I can say from firsthand experience, like you've got great shit. Yeah, thank um, you. My book, by the way, talks about what I'm saying, so it's called the Flexible Diving Disaster. Yeah, on Amazon, but the, I I, sh- I share this because even though it's in the context of the fitness industry and, and binge or uh, eating disorders and macros, flexible dieting, it still applies. Yeah. It's just, that's another r- response to trauma and stress, honestly. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, kind of like that, but um, yeah. So once you're aware, you, you really need to revisit um, a revisit. We need to reassess and kind of to see like what's um, again, exploring the, the pains and what emotions are there. And that's not 
always easy because sometimes you might need hypnotherapy and EMDR and these other yeah. modalities. You know, it's all relative to the person. There's all the, there's I, all the deep, fun shit that I really like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. right, and that's not stuff I do, but thankfully I can, I, I've, in my experience, I've found that we can help people do that without those sort of things. But some people need it, and it's fine. There's no right or wrong. It's about yeah. just integrating different things. Um, and then after that, then it's about how to reprogram, how to, how to decondition, how to... So here, here's... So deconditioning the brain. Right. And reconditioning a different way. Right. There's so many things, honestly. And people always ask me, well, how do you heal trauma? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. There's like... Imagine, <laughs> imagine you got a canvas, right? Yeah. You're going to paint this canvas, and you've got a palette of 50 colors. I'm like, hey, well, what color do you want to use today? Dark blue? Okay, I'll show you dark blue. Yeah. You're like, okay, I like that. It's good. Then next week you try some, you know, yellow. You're like, okay, do we do some yellow? And you're like, nah, I'm not really feeling that. Try red next week. You're like, okay, I like this. So now you got blue, you like red, you uh, you yeah. like yellow, you don't. And you just start to play with it. It's like literally throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. And I don't know. You don't know what's going to And gonna you got to test it out until you figure out what's going And really no one hard. likes that because it's very uncertain. It's, it's yeah. not very straightforward. Week one we do this, week two we do this. Yeah. It's really open an open you have field. to you have to test yeah and that takes a lot of patience and trust and if you don't have that which is what i say that's the prerequisite for success and healing then you might not really get very far yeah but we can't go into this with a a sort of fixated idea and expectation of i have to get here by this date and it has to look like this yeah otherwise it's a failure and it's that doesn't work that way healing is um there's no paint by numbers process it's just not <laughs> i wish it were that, but it's not, you know. Yeah. So that's really the general idea of what we're doing. It's just, you know, help people use different tools, techniques, yeah, um, to explore that, and um, you know, trust in the process. Yeah, you know, not being attached. I, I love that, man. So yeah. you're you're obviously an expert in the the the, the body, the the mind body connection, human hormones, everything like that. Like, I'm interested in how you take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, what What are your health routines? Uh, you know, it's shifted a little bit over the past year, I would say, but um, for me, it's a lot of reinforcement. And this is actually the most important thing I would say, too, is once you've overcome and unburned and healed your stuff, it doesn't, it's not like you, you know, when you, like, as if you reach your body composition, you don't, like, stop going to the gym or eating well. Yeah. You have right. to maintain it. You have to keep it. So yeah. you have to keep the, the neural patterns, you know, firing in a certain loop, right? Otherwise, you might fall off track. And so for me, it's a lot of reinforcing and getting to that high elevated state. And, and having a vibration that's going to create heartbreak coherence and, you know, having joy and bliss and gratitude, appreciation. And, yeah. you know, again, it's all specific to the person, but like reinforcing thoughts and ideas and feelings and emotions and experiences and meditation and visualization practices that I'll do in the morning um, to make sure that I don't fall in the trap. And, and it, it yeah. might happen. It's not about avoiding it completely. And you might take a step back here and there yeah. in the future, but just doing the but best you can. But if you've got the safety nets to pull you back in and keep you going, you'll be good. Yeah, right. It's just about um, trying to, you know, hardwire yeah. everything again and making sure that they don't um, sever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's what I do. And it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's like for me, that's all I need to do. Yeah. But for someone else, they might need more time and practice. And, and it's all, you know, um, based around your experience. What do you, what do you think for, for your routines, what yeah. do you think is the most important thing for Right now, it's it's definitely um, this is like Joe Dispenza stuff, honestly. But it, yeah. he, he speaks more about this. But it's really the visualization stuff and, yeah. and having an intention and emotional experience. Um, yeah, you know, because we do affirmations and we say I'm worthy. I'm at, you know, but if you're not I, I love myself, it, right? 
then you start to really, and I've made this argument, is that you're kind of lying to yourself. Your subconscious mind is saying, like, no, you're not. You're not worthy. You yeah. Remember what happened back when we were eight years old? Like, yeah. you know, like that part of you that's speaking. So, like, part of to get you, you know, to that place, and this is even good even when you're in pain and trauma, is to experience, like, what the, you know, it, it can be tricky. It doesn't always work this way, but you can experience, uh, have an idea of feeling and experiencing something before it happens because that's, you know, something you can do. And if yeah. you could do that, you're more likely to make it happen. Right. Right. If you want to have a million dollars, you're going to just like, um, you know, if you, if you imagine having that money right now in your bank and account, how it would feel, you're more likely, more likely to get it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And acting in a certain way. So in a similar way with health and your, your, you know, how you want to feel and feel adequate and worthy and, and lovable and all that stuff. That's, um, what I do, but any, anything that gets you to that place of the high vibration, and this is my point, because all that, all those thoughts and emotions are energy, and that's going to change physiology. You better, you can't. This is my my whole thing with with autoimmune healing and, and disease is that you can't um, do these protocols with changing matter with matter, as he puts it, yeah. Doctor Joe, that is, and if you don't have a, a fertile ground to plant, to plant a flower it. in, because imagine growing a flower in the desert. That's what yeah. you're doing with the toxic mind with shame and fear and anger versus something that's got the ground of lush grass and water and sunlight and has feelings of joy and bliss and gratitude. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do for myself. Whether or not I think I need it, I do it anyway because then it will change me yeah. and how I operate throughout the day. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Obviously, you, yeah. spent, you spent some time in university becoming educated. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's one thing that you wish you learned in school? Like anything? Anything. Um, I, I think honestly, discussion around meaning and purpose and, and there are a couple things, but I think that's a big one. Like yeah. how, could you expand on that? Yeah. I mean like having a job and going to school to get a degree to get a job is nice, but that might be meaningful, but it's a purposeful. And if not, how do we kind of figure that out? How do we yeah. piece, you know, break that down? Um, now, I think it's something you create, of course. It's not, you know, you decide what that is, but we need to have a discussion, I think. <laughs> it'd be nice to have that discussion around... I think it'd be nice to have that discussion before you decide what you're can, actually going to spend the rest of your life that, doing, right? And that's actually the irony, is that, yeah, you should do this before you even get in school. <laughs> but, 100%, right? But right. I, I always think it's hilarious. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I was told to pick my degree. At, when yeah. I went to UCLA, I was told to pick my degree... As an 18-year-old kid, yeah. right, when I had no idea what the shit that I wanted <laughs> from life, other than girls and a nice cold beer, right? right. So it's like, that's hilarious to me. Like, why don't we have this discussion earlier? Like high school, maybe. But yeah. even still, I think it's hard because we're not really, um, our prefrontal cortex hasn't been fully established yet. Yeah. <laughs> all, all these things, we don't... Right, especially as, as guys, it, it establishes lower or later, right? right so it's right. Like not until we're like 27 or something. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I don't know. It's tough because if you do it too early, you may not have the wisdom or yeah. whatever, the awareness or want to care enough and that's that's why it's tricky, I think. But So, where that fits in your life, I don't know. But um, the whole idea about like getting some sort of discussion and clarity around like how to explore that would be incredibly valuable, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, because that's going to drive your, your fulfillment and joy. It's not going to happen for money or the car you just bought. It's yeah. Those are all transient sort of yeah. feelings of happiness, you know. So that's why I do this stuff for my, yeah. you know, the work I'm in, the field I'm in, because that's what brings joy and fulfillment, right? right. Uh, so you, you yeah, I think, I think you do a great job of like, 
you know, what every time we're talking, you're you're doing something new, you're you're in a new city and you're like really following like your joy and you're following mm-hmm. your passion and your purpose. Um, how do you do that? Is that just who you are? Has this just taken a lot of work for you? Like Um I think, you know, I think it happens naturally now, but it wasn't yeah. that way for a while because I'm with a lot of heartbreak and a lot of issues um, romantically with, with, you know, things like that when I was in LA and yeah. then I left LA and moved to Texas and that's when things changed. Yeah. So I knew that I had a big role in it because the environment, I w- it had a lot of memories with it. So like I had to get out of that space. Yeah. You just know. And so I think after that, I saw how much peace and freedom I had being in a new place and feeling this and choosing to feel this. That is what you started to reinforce, like you were talking. About. Right. So that that's what I think kept the um, drove it forward, so that I can honestly um, don't have to try so hard. It just kind of happens naturally, right? Yeah. And that's because I created that from the beginning. I think. I love that, man. You've yeah. you've mentioned you've mentioned several times that money won't bring you joy or happiness, right? So right. if if you were to name you know, maybe one or two things that's more important than money, what would they be? Um serving others in some capacity yeah um and and honestly i mean gra- being generous and and being loving to other people everybody yeah every human species in, in the world i mean i think that's a gift that anybody can give yeah you know? so you I don't mean, have to be rich doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing you can yeah. give, give that love and gratitude just, just being of service to somebody in some capacity which isn't uh, it's just about seeing the opportunity when it arises yeah, yeah. i think that's it Dude, this is this has been amazing, man. I don't yeah. want to keep you too much longer, but uh, what's what's coming up next on the docket for Justin, and, and where can people learn more about you? Cool. Um, so my website uh, is theautomainrevolution.com. That's where we have our, our team of coaches, myself, or with all the things that we offer. But um, the latest thing, um, well, I was telling you earlier, it's the new ebook in the trauma course we just released yesterday yeah. with a former client of mine, um, and that is. Uh, pretty exciting because it, it's all connected. It's, it's really speaking on kind of the, you know, anxiety, body image issues and things like yeah. that and food issues and, and unworthiness that a lot of people deal with still. And, um, it, you know, it, it ties into everything we just talked about, honestly, yeah. it's just whether or not that manifests as disease or illness is a different story. But, yeah. um, but the trauma course is the best, uh, greatest thing for me right now because there was a lot of work to do that, but that really composed a lot of the things I was doing or learning and teaching clients. Um, so that is, um, I think the website is beginnersguidebook.com slash trauma course. Um, cause it connects with the ebook, but you know, that takes you directly to the page, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's really the, the greatest thing right now. Awesome. So yeah. autoimmune revolution and we'll get you guys the link for, for the cool. trauma course. But, uh, dude, this has been great. Thank you, man. Always. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks boss. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.